Hello and welcome to the Art of Podcast, hosted by Grand Lifestyle Magazine and the Public Arts Commission. Today we're chatting with a local artist. Uh, she's an artist in the more traditional sense of the word. She is a local painter. Her name is Senta with Senta Loren Art. Hello, Senta. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thanks for being here and joining us in our little, our little podcast. I understand that you will actually be featuring some art at the upcoming Art Fest in a couple weekends. I will. I'm, you know, working up until the last minute to try and get some stuff done, working on some uh, just original paintings and some ornaments and uh, even some prints. So, yeah, getting prepared. Awesome. Sounds good. So in addition to your actual, like your paintings, you mentioned ornaments and cards. Do you have other items that you paint and kind of what does your your whole layout look like? So mostly I've just done original paintings on canvas. I kind of dabbled into the ornament piece last year because a friend of mine specifically requested I paint an ornament. So that was the the first and one of the few times I did it last year. So this year, um, now that I'm participating in Art Fest again, I was trying to figure out some sort of different, unique options for the people coming other than just the big canvases because not everyone is is prepared to um, buy or want right. a big piece of artwork. So it's just about having other options and different price points for people. So ornaments so far, small magnets, and then I'll be doing prints um, for greeting cards. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's good. It's probably helpful, like you said, to have some options for people so they're not lugging around, you know, giant canvases all over University Park. So that's uh, (laughs) a nice little option to have. Um, So I should have mentioned that uh, we decided to call this particular podcast The Art of Bringing the Beauty in Everyday Sites to Canvas. After perusing your, your website and social media pages, it seems like you focus a lot of your work on um, just, you know, really your everyday, everyday sites and just wanted to talk a little bit about that and, um, you know, how you kind of landed on that as your, your sort of main theme to your work. So you may or may not know this, but, um, painting is very new to me. So I just started painting, um, I've been painting for about a year and a half. So, Part of what has attracted me to painting is the everyday life and the way that I see things just at a moment's glance through my own eyes. And since I started painting, that's almost been a little bit more enhanced, I would say. I start to see things different lens. I pay attention to colors more. And I've always been very fascinated with cities and structures um, from Milwaukee originally. So I kind of appreciate the energy of a big city or a city in general. So even living in Grand Forks, um, being able to see the structures and the vibrancy downtown has kind of drawn me to things that maybe to other people just seem kind of like normal buildings that they pass by or, you know, go shopping in. But to me, I can kind of see a little bit more of an energy and I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm very attracted to that. And I think that's what I like to show in my paintings and almost kind of enhance because I, I see the beauty and I want to portray it the way that I see it to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Always a different, you know, perspective um, that people can see their everyday sites and and get a little bit 
um, get a little bit more, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. <laughs> my, co- my colleague is doing some hand motions over here and I'm trying to interpret those. <laughs> I'm dying to ask a question. <laughs> Go for it, Marla. So Santa, you said you've only been painting for like a year and a half. Um, have you been involved in other arts like photography or music or anything else? Or is this just your first dive into the arts? This is my first. It was my quarantine discovery, if you will. (laughs) I was trapped in the house, as a lot of people were, um, early into 2020 with my kids. And I was just coloring with them, and they were asking me to do all this stuff. And my husband said, hey, you're not half bad. (laughs) <laughs> and I kind of laughed, laughed about that. <laughs> right? what a good guy. Like, You're not the worst. Look at that. <laughs> um, and actually, I had gotten a, a kit from his mom a, a couple of years back, and I tried painting, and I hated it so much that I like hit the kit away, <laughs> and I didn't look at it for two years because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm awful." <laughs> um, but that kind of inspired me when he said, "You're not half bad." Right. I was like, "Well, maybe I'll bust out the old painting kit." Right. And I started just trying different things. And um, my my dad, who's a, just an avid art connoisseur and, and fan, he was encouraging me to try different things. And that's where I started to, to practice more and get into it. And then I got the courage to share mm-hmm. it with other people, which kind of made me want to throw up. But <laughs> That's actually was I, one of my questions, too, was, you know, are you nervous to share this? I mean, art is such a, you know, and, and painting and, you know, anytime you're sharing something, it's such a personal yeah endeavor you know yeah it's super oh, vulnerable yeah oh so, for sure. yeah i like wanted to i was like oh but i'm just gonna like you know sometimes i'm all about to like act first have courage later mm-hmm. so i just kind of put it out there and i got a lot of really positive feedback and people started asking you know hey can you paint this for me or whatever and um a lot of it evolved in, in a short period of time yeah. as i've you know, practice and, and learn that there are other tools to use, mm-hmm. not just your one paintbrush and whatever. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so that kind of got me going um, in in the art world. And I, prior to that, I mean, I, of course, I took art class in high school and sure. like mo- most people did, but. Uh, I always dreaded art yeah, class. No, I can't draw a stick figure <laughs> hardly to save my life. <laughs> You know, everyone says that, but you know, now I'm now I'm convinced that you just never know. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have a couple things that I I kept for a while, and in fact, I think they hung in my first apartment in college just because I was too poor to afford any any other type of art. So I hung these really pathetic little pieces that I painted or penciled or something in in high school, and I think they were both flowers because what else is there to draw? And they were on like construction paper and they were, they were not, not great. And I think I eventually actually literally burned them. Um, (laughs) You know, I moved them from about about 15 different apartments and houses. And I thought, "Eh, I don't think anybody's going to miss these. So they're just going to be some some kindling. So burn Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. There might be something still in my basement somewhere that I could fish out, but might be, might be worth giving it another right? shot. I, know. I might have to open my own little booth at Art Fest with my one piece that maybe my mom might still want. <laughs> uh, so um, is there, 
like any other art that you're really passionate about, I mean, besides what you what you're looking for, or what you see in your subjects, buildings and landscapes and things like that, is there, you know, have you considered migrating your your focus um, elsewhere, or is it? Do you think you're going to stick with just the the typical, mm. you know, the everyday? I I'm sure I will try something eventually. Um, my art right now is like, a, it's a pretty good uh, representation of my brain, which is like a lot of me, you know, I, I'm in the military. So a lot of me is like the type A, but mm-hmm. I'm also like very wonky, um, kind of free spirited on the other side. So um, I like, I like the structure that I do with my paintings with a little bit of like the, the wonkiness. It's not too perfect. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I keep telling myself I'm eventually going to try to do something abstract, but I just can't seem to pull myself away from the uh, the structured piece of my brain to oh, just yeah. be able to let go and like go to the free flowing side. Yep. But like, one one day, one day I'm going to break into it and right. I'm going to try, but I'm just I haven't been able to force myself there yet. Maybe pour yourself like a very big glass of wine or something and oh, yeah. see, see where the paintbrush <laughs> takes you. <laughs> exactly which i already do with my current painting so, so I'm there's a slow progression you can tell how many glasses in you are to the exactly. <laughs> the level of your work. how long i've been working on a painting and how many glasses of wine like towards the end it kind of just blurs yeah uh, that's funny um do you ever hit just like a a slump i mean it seems like so many artists have you know whether you're a writer or um you know, a songwriter or, a, you know, just book writer or, or anything. Um, it seems like everybody always has some sort of little creative mental block that happens from time to time. I mean, you have you know, probably no shortage of, of inspiration that you're, you're taking your cues from, but do you ever just kind of get in that rut where you're like, oh, you know, I've already done something similar or this just isn't speaking to me anymore. Do you ever get kind of in that little yep head block <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep I definitely do like there are times where I can you know paint for days and there are times that I've you know go weeks and weeks without doing anything and I have my own studio paint room in my house and sometimes it's for me it's I I have a canvas that's set on my easel and I walk by the hallway and I open the door and I, I look at the easel and then I the blank canvas and then I shut the door and I walk away and yeah I go through that kind of a lot, just waiting for to think about what I can do. And I know sometimes it's just actually like doing it, just starting to get something mm-hmm. on a canvas or just starting to like just have some sort of progression that helps get the ball rolling. But there are definitely times that I stare at that canvas and walk by and shut the door and refuse to look at it and then peek over and over yeah. again until I can finally get some sort of inspiration and and even in the middle of a painting, sometimes I just get super frustrated and I don't know where I want to go with it or what yeah, I want to do. And lose direction a little bit. Um, and... Exactly. And then that's when I, I mean, I have music on when I paint. And if you were a fly on my wall, you would see me um, <laughs> dancing. And Ooh. that's kind of how I, <laughs> I know. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing a good little so, dance out can't. That's Can't it, help you know, overcome. And it's, and it's true. Like I usually listen to. I have a record player. Um, Ooh, I love so I, have I love it. Love records. I have 
six records that I have on my stack. And so it's music that I know that I love. And I just close my eyes and kind of jam out for a little bit and try and just like relax because I know I can get in my own head and that's my biggest walk. And sometimes that kind of helps me to like snap out of it. Yeah. So like if you were painting something like a, like a cemetery, would your choice of music that you're listening to change to kind of go with that more morose sort of tone? Well, you know, I did paint a cemetery. (laughs) Did you? I did see that. That was a really beautiful painting. I did see it. Now that I'm thinking about it. So what were you listening to, do you think, when you painted that? Oh, I I don't remember. I think that was about a about a year ago, but it was probably Eric Clapton. I ah. you know, that's that's a um likely you right. know, I'm Eric Clapton, John Mayer, just anything yeah. for me. Um but no, likely I, I I don't necessarily set the mood specifically with what I'm painting. I just set my music with what I know I like and what will relax me and make me happy. So um, they're not necessarily connected in that way. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Senta Dana here. Um, So I'm, I love art. I love landscapes. It's kind of what I do, but it's more with taking pictures with my iPhone. Um, But uh, all of your landscapes are so beautiful. Um, And how do you, um, do you drive around and kind of find that inspiration? I know that you have some rural landscape, you have some in-town landscape, even down to Fargo. Um, do you ever drive to different cities and just kind of capture those? Or can people connect with you and say, hey, um, I would really like something iconic. So, for example, you mentioned you're from Wisconsin. I'm also from Wisconsin, Lambeau Field. Mm big thing that I love, the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Sorry, everyone else. Um, Can somebody ask you to say, hey, I'm really interested in having you capture Lambeau Field or um, like the U.S. Bank Stadium, if you're a Vikings fan, I guess. (laughs) What you know, I also painted Lambeau Field, right? I did not. I'm going to go find that now. (laughs) I also sell prints of it. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. I'll be emailing you later. Uh, to get Dana for Christmas this year. <laughs> She'll probably yeah, so, have one at uh, ArtFest. So. There you go. <laughs> Could be. I think I had a Lambo print last year because I, I did Lambo and I did Miller Park because I'm also a big baseball fan. Oh, nice. Um, Home of the Brewers. <laughs> yes. Yep, right. Um, so, yeah, all, all of the above. So, some of my landscapes... Um, I, yeah, I work up in Cavalier, so I take different routes up to Cavalier. And for me, sometimes it's just I see something in a certain way that I think like looks really beautiful or cool, and I'll just pull over on the side of the road, take a picture, like save it, and say, like, I need to remember that I, when I get back, I, mm-hmm. I want to look at this to see if I, I'm going to paint it. Um, one of the recent ones I did of the sunset downtown that I was just, I was having dinner at Ellie's Ivy with some friends and I walked out and I looked at the sky and the lighting and I thought, wow, this the town looks super beautiful right now. Again, I'm going to capture this um, and remember to look at it later. And other times I'm, I just need inspiration. So you'll just see me walking around aimlessly downtown like a strange person, you know, looking at things <laughs> oh, from that's you. different <laughs> angles. That is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so you said you work up in Cavalier. Are we going to see mm-hmm. the Great Pyramid of North Dakota painted sometime? Nakoma? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, what is that? 
It's the Great Pyramid. No, but maybe. How oh, maybe. I know about this. Well, I'm not a North Dakota okay, native, Minnesota girl. Right, I know. I know. I'm. This is some brand new information the, uh, here right now. Breaking news, everybody. I did paint the radar building. Though. You did. Because right. I, it, it's actually hanging up in the radar building. That is really cool. Because that's where I work. So okay. I I painted the PAR building, and I asked one of my co-workers or colleagues there his wife asked for an, an ornament with the radar building on it the par building and he, he called it the parliament which i thought was kind of cute um <laughs> so yes i've painted some cavalier haven't haven't quite hit hit nakomi yet um definitely something to consider though i mean why not <laughs> so wait what, but back to this pyramid like what is it <laughs> I mean, everybody seems to have an idea except for me here. I'm feeling I don't have an idea. Well, anyway. <laughs> it's an old abandoned well, I mean, military kind of off, installation. Kind of oh. like, uh, yeah. The, the PAR building, the, the parks, radar building, and Cavalier and Nakoma, they were initially built together to work together for uh, missile defense. Mm. And then, like, shortly after it was built, the, it, they shut it down. Like and they very, kept it very shortly real- after it was built, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's interesting. Very shortly, like near immediately. Oh. So it was never really able to be used for its mission. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the PAR building stayed active, um, satellite tracking, that type of stuff. But the missile defense piece and the Nakoma piece never really got used. So then it was changed hands so many times. I think the Hutterites maybe owned it for a little bit. Okay. Um, and now they're talking about doing Bitcoin or something out of there. I don't know. <laughs> You're just randomly driving down in on rural roads in North Dakota, and you come across a giant pyramid. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to go on a road trip. I know. I was just going to say, let's do a field trip, perhaps. <laughs> so, Senta, kind of going back to that inspiration thing, do you have any other artists that you are inspired by? So when you're doing your paintings, I know there was one, for me in particular, looking at your paintings, um, of it was a beautiful painting of a field, and it almost kind of had that Van Gogh feel and the starry night. Um, do you ever get mm-hmm. other artists that you're inspired by, maybe some older artists or newer artists? Um, so the, yeah, the, the Van Gogh piece that I, and I have replicated Starry Night, um, a couple of times, once with the Ralph and then yes, with the, the Harvest painting that I did. Um, I for sure am inspired by Van Gogh. People have, you know, asked me that. Um, it's kind of like a, a little bit more of a chicken and the egg type piece. I painted like Van Gogh because somebody told me I painted like Van Gogh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. So once somebody said that, I thought, well, let's let's give this a shot. Um, and again, my, my dad's a big, he's a huge Van Gogh fan. So he's like, try painting Starry Night behind Milwaukee. And that was one of the first ones I tried. Was doing the Milwaukee cityscape with the Starry Night. Um, and I actually enjoyed doing it. Um, so then after that, I maybe I felt like a little bit more of a connection to Van Gogh and I would kind of look, um, but he was a little bit more, I think maybe muted. I'm definitely a little bit more with a bolder with the colors, but yeah, both. I do like that impressionism or, or post impressionist, I guess, uh, technique of the, the bold strokes and, and that type of stuff. But other than that, because art has been so, so new to me, I am only just recently kind of getting into some some other artists and and seeing what what kind of connects. My brother is like a super good. He's a super super good tattoo artist. Um, 
so he was always kind of the artist in the family. So I watched his stuff, but he's very realistic. Um, But yeah, mine, I don't know. It's just kind (laughs) of, it is is what it is for now. And I I don't necessarily, I, I watch other artists. I love that this has connected me to other local artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but I we, feel like the, the, art art, community... the artists that I met. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. <laughs> yeah, the the other artists that I've met and connected with seem are so different, which is mm-hmm. awesome to me because I can like learn things and just just connect totally differently. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's all very new to me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like <clears throat> we have such a for you know being a relatively small community we have such a big um force of uh, like local artists i mean you know anytime there's a, a local art event around here whether it's been you know art fest or tag or um you know any of those local shows artsy i think is still art and wine, yeah, walks. Art and wine walk i mean there's so many people yeah. that um are so so many talented artists in our community and it's so interesting how it's, you know, like almost a sub-community in, in Grand Forks of all these super talented people that I always eyeball enviously, hoping that someday I could maybe join their ranks with my paint-by-numbers. Your stick figure. <laughs> yes, stick figures <laughs> in my, I remember well, this. Well, it's true, and I think, I think the art community, to me, it almost seems to be just like growing in mm-hmm. maybe exposure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, the, the public arts commission is, is doing a good job trying to promote like the local artists. Um, I'm part of a group on Facebook called artists underground that mm-hmm. uh, Becca Kruger started yep. and being able to share opportunities like, like art opportunities to both attend and to display, um, that has really streamlined that process. And I feel like it's connected artists a lot together. So, well, and I think, you know, it seems like it's such an encouraging group of people, too. I mean, everyone wants everyone to exceed because, you know, mm-hmm. we realize the importance of art in any community and, you know, schools and and everywhere. It's just uh, it's very important to nurture our our local art scene. And, you know, artists are always very big proponents of each other, which I think is is awesome. Yeah, I agree, and I feel very fortunate to even be considered or slightly included in these groups. So, well, and it's probably a, a nice way for you. I don't know how long. How long have you been in Grand Forks? You mentioned you're in the military. I, um, yeah. I, I, I moved back here in 2013. Okay, okay, so it has been a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still I, a good I, way to. I was get stationed connected. up in Cavalier mm-hmm. for two years, from uh, 2009 to 11. And then I left, and then I came back in 2013, and I've been here ever since. Sure. Do you I'm ever, a lifer now. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever see, um, you know, maybe one day when you're retired from the military or just ready for a, um, a civilian job, do you ever think that art will become not just a hobby for you and, and a profession instead? I hope so. I mean, I... Certainly, I mean, right now, for for my, you know, military job, I'm reservist, so um, that's all part-time for me. So, yeah, I I would love it. I feel like it it complements that side of my life, Mm -hmm. and if I could do it in a way that makes sense full-time, I feel like that would be very very fulfilling, and I would really enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. 
See, I want to back up just a second and say I appreciate the shout out to the Public Art Commission. And uh, so I'm going to do a shameless plug here and uh, tell everyone if they want to come out and see Santa and, and a number of other artists uh, displaying their works to come to the Art Fest for 2022. And that's going to be on the weekend of June 11th and 12th in University Park. We're back in University Park. And I hear you ordered sunshine for the entire weekend. Well, actually, I was going to talk to Santa about that. Uh, as we know, the, the weather was very good last year, and we're looking for somebody to be in charge of uh, making sure that we have good weather for this year. I and thought so, that was you, Dean. Well, I think, no, it's not me. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it out of that arena. <laughs> it looks good right now. So but anyway, we're very excited. And, and way back at the beginning of the podcast, you talked about not having people carrying canvases across University Park. There's plenty of room. So if some canvases get sold and are walking across University Park, I think everyone's going to be happy. So that would be a wonderful thing. Oh, I'd be super happy. I'll, yes. I'll have some big canvases. Absolutely. I'll have some big canvases there for those that want to haul them. Right. I, and I will help people haul. Well, and I also don't live very far from University Park, so people are welcome to just house their art at my house for a while if they need to. I'm more than happy to accommodate. Five-year lease. Yes, and if you yes. need energy to shop, there's going to be lots of food, so you can get your energy. I mean, it's the go. perfect situation. And music. And you music. can't forget about the music. Right. And, and so if you want to paint and create... To music and dance to music, you'll be set to do that, although you don't get to pick John Mayer or Eric Clapton, I guess, <laughs> unless you know, our folks are doing that. You know, I can, I can work with just about anything. <laughs> Good. Just, you know, whether you all, whether I scare people away or not, that's on you, okay? Yeah. So dance Fair. party at Santa's Fair. booth at 2 p.m. Yes. on Saturday. Be there, be square. <laughs> now you're just going to have all this, this mob rush of people coming up to I hope so. Dancing. I hope so. <laughs> Will you be doing just out of curiosity? Um, I've I've been to some um, you know art shows in the past where somebody is doing like a, a live painting. Is that something you've you would be doing or you've considered doing or it's just not in the cards? I am considering it. Ooh, I have okay. talked nice. to some some other artists who have encouraged that, and yeah. for nothing else, you know, just you know, like hey, you can chat with people and be productive simultaneously, right. like. Why not? Um, I'm, I have a fairly messy process, which sure. is the nice thing about doing it outside. Right. So if I, you know, if I get a little paint on the grass, it's probably okay. But right. um, yeah, it's just it's whether or not I'm going to haul my stuff over and, yeah. and uh, work. But but I think there's a good chance because I, it's it just seems like a good opportunity to kind of kill two birds with one stone. Oh, absolutely. And if there's already going to be music, that's then, right. I right. mean. <laughs> and perhaps you'll maybe find inspiration in the, you know, looking at the warming house or something in the in University Park, and that'll speak to you. All the, there you go, the, yeah. Maybe the smells of hockey skates and things like that that are still lurking I'll in the building. Paint, paint will, some food trucks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I feel like there's a real, real possibility here, real potential. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So, Senta, um, how can people uh, check out your work? Uh, the best way, especially for local people, um, I would say follow me on Instagram at Centaloren Art. I'm on Instagram and Facebook under that name. So if people are just interested in, in following along with what I'm doing or if they're interested in any pieces, they can reach out to me, direct message me there. 
because um, I, I definitely enjoy that best um, as far as like connecting with people. Otherwise, uh, just for simplicity, they can. My Etsy page is also Centaloren Art, and I have a website centaloren.com. Um, but the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram, Instagram, and reach out to me. Awesome, perfect. Well, I don't know if you've listened to um, any of our other podcasts. This is this is number three, um, but I like to round out our podcasts with a little "Would you rather" question, and oh. I've decided to gear it toward. Um, not you specifically, but toward the topic. And so my would you rather today is, in regard to your painting, would you rather only be able to paint with your mouth, like holding the paintbrush in your mouth, you can't, can't use your hands at all, or your toes for the rest of your life? Ooh. You got to choose oh, one. for the rest of my life? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Every painting you ever do from this point forward is either done with a paintbrush in your mouth or you're in betwixt your toes. Uh, given the given the state of my flexibility or lack thereof, <laughs> I uh, I think mouth okay. will would probably be it. Most of the time, there's a paintbrush in my mouth anyway. Sure, there you go. I'm just gonna put it to paper. Eat as much, yeah. so. That warms my heart that you say that because as a, a person of the older generation, I was thinking I could never use my toes because I can't see that far or bend down that far. Well, you could put the no, canvas no, on the floor. You would but find I me in some it. very compromising yeah. positions yeah. that yeah. I would need help. So I, like, I like using the mouth, yes. yes. <laughs> I am so not bendy, so I'm going mouth too. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I need to be like in tip-top shape, crunches and everything, so you can kind of see and paint with your toes. Right. But I think I've also got to go with my mouth as well. I Although it would be a I, good yeah. workout. Right. I'm, I'm kind of thinking the, the toes. The path of least right. I think, I think I have more, you know, like control with my toes, but yet the concern for me, I mean, in either case, it's I'm not going to paint anything good, but I worry about <laughs> well, getting a Charlie a horse and, <laughs> in my foot. You know, figure out which right. I don't know. I mean... Did you ever, as like a kid, like do those? Like in school, we used to like finger paint, and we'd even foot paint. Like you'd go squishing around and all this like acrylic paint, and go stomping on, you know, I don't know, whatever, some big piece of paper the teacher rolled out. I always found that kind of enjoyable. I think it was more difficult with a paintbrush, though. right? <laughs> I mean, chances are I'm not actually going to try either one, but I think I think I'm going to go toes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the oddball oddball today. All right. Well, Senta, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yeah, everyone come out to ArtFest uh, June 11th and 12th. Senta uh, will be there, hopefully painting live. Um, and, of course, among uh, lots of other very talented folks as well. So um, hope everybody can check that out and support our, our local arts scene. Um, so again... Thanks for joining us, Senta, and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Senta. Thank you for having me.